Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the Binding of Isaac podcast that talks about everything in the Binding of Isaac video game. I'm Gary Butterfield, and with me as always, the man who dashes Charles Xavier's dreams again and again, Will Hughes. Hey there, Gary. Guess what uh, special holiday it is today? Uh, Trinket Sunday. Sunday, Monday. Trinket. Days. Tuesday, Wednesday. Trinket. Days. Thursday, Friday. Trinket. Days. Trinket Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's been so long. It's been oh, two weeks. Two weeks. And we're back. Two weeks. Is that that's my favorite Bare Naked Ladies song played twice. Weeks. <laughs> As maybe interpreted by like a David Lynch backwards talking person. I was doing in uh, Total Recall that okay. robot head he wears that uh, gets asked whether she has any fruits or vegetables and then explodes. Man, um, don't you love that some woman was cast as mm-hmm. you need to be large enough of face <laughs> that Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold. could <laughs> that the very large man, the famously large man. Are, are, is your skull big enough to subsume Arnold Schwarzenegger? And how do you feel about fruits and vegetables? <laughs> Two weeks. Okay. You're hired. Um, what are we talking about this time? Gary, today we're talking about the broken magnet, which is why you made that fun joke at the top, referencing the X-Men character Magneto. And and look forward to me doing it again when we get to the item Magneto. Magneto. It's, it's Magneto. There's mm-hmm. movies, man. Like uh, Non-canonical movies. <laughs> extremely canonical. There's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't consider that one especially canonical that, that's either. That's less canonical. Yeah. Um, Magneto. Uh, uh, yeah. Gary, what does this uh, what does this trinket do? I don't know why I think Magneto sounds cooler because when I because say it out loud, it, it doesn't. I think but... it does. Like it's got Nito right there, Gary. That's yeah, fun. <laughs> like Nito is is kind of a synonym for cool, I guess. Like if it's like Brian Wilson saying it or something, I don't know. This, this is this is a trinket, and and we we we've said this before. Emma McMillan says that a trinket should be one third as powerful as an item. I think this is the most he's nailed that. Yeah. Uh, this, this is what this one does third is, as powerful as an item. It pulls all types of coins toward Isaac and ignores all other items, which is yep. actually, in some ways, I think, a little bit better than uh, Magneto. Oh, interesting. The uh, How so? I don't like having, like, mostly, maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Uh, let me check. Does Magneto affect bombs? And it specifically it doesn't affect troll bombs. No. Okay. Then, um, but it does. Have, there are t- there are situations where like it can like let's say you have a bunch of empty heart containers and you want to get into a boss trap room. It can bring bring you heart containers you don't want. Like it can send you things you don't want. Yeah, I, I'm a real control freak in this game, and I don't like really anything that causes things to happen that I don't have like pretty tight handle yeah. on. But I'm always happy to have coins pulled towards me. Yeah, it, th- this can be very useful. I don't think I've ever used it. Like I'll pick it up if it's the only trinket I have, but I think there's so many trinkets in the game that the the intersection of when this is useful and when I run into it are almost nothing. Yeah, like it's I guess it's specifically for those rooms in the basement where there's like 12 coins along the outer edges and you'd have to use mm-hmm. a bomb to get to them. Yeah, or there's there's lots of them later where they're like floating on islands and stuff. Mhm. Or it's supposed to be just if you can fly. Like it can, it can definitely be useful. That that bridge with the two golden poops on either side. Sure. Like that can definitely be useful. You just have to have it at the right time. You know. And then what do you get? You get like you know seven cents. Like it's it's still good. It's just not. It's about one third as powerful as an item that is about one third as powerful as most items. Yeah. You know. Which would make it one ninth. Yeah. Math. It's about one ninth as good as an item. 
Yeah, which uh, given that they're that, you know, all trinkets are measured against either ram's horn or cancer in my head. Yeah. So. I, I think that's true, even though I've been I've been really like a big trinket appreciator since uh, Afterbirth Plus because of the gulp pill and the trinket smelter. Mm-hmm. Which uh, are. Me, yeah, yeah really I, w- I wouldn't mind smelting this. Yeah, this would be a great smelt, you know. Um, and I think in the trinket space, there are fewer like straight up bad trinket, like harmful trinkets. Yeah, there are a few, I mean, but there are a lot fewer. You know, so I say the one, the ones that suck, suck. Yeah, yeah, they're real bad, um, but there just aren't that many of them. So it's like I've kind of become the, the the trinket appreciator. I had an idea, and I don't know, I've never like installed Cheat Engine on this version of Isaac, but I was mm-hmm. like, what would a could you get through the Binding of Isaac? I don't know how funny it would be, but if you spawned every trinket and gulp them all. Like, what would a run of the Binding of Isaac be like if you had every single trinket? I mean, it would be fascinating. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like Cursed Skull would fuck you. Yeah, Cursed Skull is real bad. But it only fires when you're about to die. True. So if you you stay okay, and, you know, you very well could because of Bloody Penny, you know, like... Yeah. I mean, there's... That's a fair... Like, I'm I'm looking up and down the list now, and... In fact, like, it'd be very hard to die with Swallow Penny and Bloody Penny both smelted you know I like, like some... i think you could make that really good the biggest thing is you wouldn't have very good damage yeah it's know? true you have exactly one damage up yeah one damage up you have you have eight rate of fire you would have uh, booger tears from time to time you have tooth tears from time to time you know so you... you'd have a little bit of extra damage but not very much you have lots of bombs though you would have all the flies though yeah tons of flies well and i, I mean specifically the 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 different locust trinkets which all mm-hmm. produce very powerful flies yeah so, which would be doubled because you'd have the fishtail. Like, I bet you that'd actually be a powerful run. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would certainly play that. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. That'd be a really be a, co- great. That'd be a cool challenge. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. Great challenge, man. Vibrant ball and uh, dim bulb. If you can get the, I mean, I guess in in my mind, you wouldn't get any other items, so those wouldn't fire. But those are some of my favorite trinkets. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty interesting. I think that'd be pretty cool. All right, Broken Magnet, the trinket's so interesting, we started talking about every other trinket in the game. Yeah, it created a, cha- it created a challenge in our brain. Yeah, uh, I love magnets. Oh, I do too, and especially these classic ones that look like this. Yeah. Uh, I just, there's something very satisfying to me about the feeling of two magnets pushing against each other. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like, I think it's like a function of like the inverse square law or something of like that, that soft resistance. Mm-hmm. is incredibly satisfying to me. Have you played around with Buckyballs? You know, I have never played around with that signature item of Mr. Buckminster Fuller. I uh, I was the darling of my office when I got a hold of some of those, and everybody loved me, and they all loved playing with them. And uh, then I got the square ones, and the square ones are very fun as well. Uh-huh. I recommend them. They're right. a really good like desk toy, and it is very satisfying to like because you get a bunch of those spherical ones. Mm-hmm. You can take two of them and do that soft resistance. That feels really good. I also am the soft you know resistance appreciator that you are. Um, but if you just take a whole bunch of them and and you can work them like putty as well. Ooh, that does sound like, good. I, I have several desk so magnets. Good. I just don't have like a, a set. Yeah. Got to get got to get a big set of tiny rare earth magnets. Yeah, this has been Will Hughes and Gary Butterfield with the soft resistance. Ooh, that's that's much better than uh, my my name, which was uh, Magnet Math with Marvin and the Maven. I mean, that's good too. I'm gonna have to become a Maven. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to change my name to Margaret and then to Marvin. Yeah. So, 
Margaret the Martian went through some different uh, different iterations. There's a uh, a board game that my friend Tim back in Indiana, shout out to Tim, hey, uh, used to have uh, that was built around. You would set out magnets mm-hmm. on the board, and then you had to take more magnets and like levitate them, basically, or like lean mm. them so that they would stand at like a forty five degree angle. That's interesting. Yeah, it was a real weird like dexterity test. Dexterity hmm. slash understanding of magnetism. That's interesting. I think that so those rare earth magnets, those buckyballs, uh, they got taken off the market for a little while because I think if you swallow two of them, you die. Yeah. Um, well, because they would like. Yeah. They they stay they, hooked they, up inside your organ tracts. Yeah. They, they they pin your intestines together. Yeah. Um, but it makes me think that one maybe that's one of the reasons why magnets don't show up in board games that often. You know, because it 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 is like something you have to be very careful about having you know kids. Like kids are going to eat them board game. You can't have a magnet, but it feels like a design space that has not been used a whole lot. Yeah, I just love them so much. I people give ICP shit about not knowing how magnets work, but I don't know how magnets work, and I love them. Oh, I don't know either. It was just them presenting it as something you couldn't learn. <laughs> like I, I, you can't just, I yeah. but you'd think I would know by now, and I don't. So I kind of do, uh, know, but yeah. I mean, you you know that it's a force. It's like gravity or radiation or Star Wars or Star or huh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't that, mean to. Tr- I didn't mean to trigger your real life Twitter filter. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Um, that's, that's hey, Gary. Do you, what do you, What do you think of that new Porg? Huh? That, that That's how I react now. Yeah, it's, it's like good. Human. It's a dismissive father's approach to yeah. huh? <laughs> the most popular franchise on the planet. Yeah the uh, the the one about the the, the Porgs, the uh, the little weasels that are sent clearly sentient. But Chewbacca definitely eats one, so um, they're because they're all monsters, especially the Star Wars monster, who's the main monster, George Lucas. Uh, he's well, he's the he's the he's the Doctor Frankenstein of the Star Wars monster, Chewbacca. <laughs> Doctor Lucas's monster. Huh. Sorry, Gary, you just said a really challenging sentence, and now I have to spend some time with it. <laughs> George really Lucas is the Doctor Frankenstein of Chewbacca from Star <laughs> yeah. Wars. He created the Star Wars monster. Sure, but he didn't Chewbacca. reanimate him from anything. Uh, oh, now he's being naive. I, <laughs> I just, <laughs> that'd be a, like. I mean, that's obviously the franchise least likely to have any unexplored detail. But that's a weird unexplored detail. Like, <laughs> yep, this is a uh, that's Chewie owes me a life debt. Oh, he's a reanimated corpse. He owes me a life debt because <laughs> I saved the lives of all of his individual constituent parts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, wouldn't that make? Han Solo, the Dr. Frankenstein of Chewbacca? Well, he sold him to Lucas, his creator. <laughs> <laughs> so in the backstory of the film. Yeah. Han Solo, real person. No, goes to George no, no, Lucas, no. real also, person. Also a creation. Okay, okay. So, also a creation yeah. of George Lucas? Yeah. So we're really into Cool World territory here. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no way to there's tunes. We made a less savory version of Cool World. <laughs> yeah, Toon Lucas. Like, yeah. Gary, if people enjoy this rambling digression about Star Wars and Cool World, what can they do? I recommend you listen to Brian Wade's podcast, Loopcast, yeah, Extended Universe podcast, but then also um, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, I want to know everything I got wrong about Star Wars. Please, uh, write, as long as you have a five-star review, you can tell me whatever you want about Star Wars uh, in the review. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> and if you give us a couple bucks on Patreon, you can message me as much as you want about the things I get wrong on Star Wars. Go to patreon.com slash darkfeedtv. That offer uh, is good for 
a week. And then after that, you can still do those things, but then you have to stop talking to me about Star Wars Monster. <sighs> Seems fair, right? Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's a fair, it's a fair plan. It's just, I don't want to get into the digression about my views on you selling <laughs> your sanity to people. <laughs> it's a, I mean, for five bucks a month. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, that's worked out so far. Yeah. Um, that reminds yeah. me of the time I donated to Duckstream and forced, I think it was Brayton to read out like Undertale sexy fan fiction between you yeah. and, the, and the beloved skeleton guy. Yeah, the skeleton and the, uh, the, the terrifying, uh, goat mother. Right? Gary, don't call yourself that. The, the, the Undertale monster. As she's known. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everybody likes all these things with monsters in them. Um, good night. Good night. <laughs>